Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have TK Bay back on the show. Uh, we're talking about Xperia stuff because this past week, or just a couple of days ago, really, um, Sony announced the Xperia 1 Mark III and the Xperia 5 Mark III together. Um, they're not coming out for a number of months still, but there are a lot of reasons why we are excited for what the Xperias are going to bring uh, to the table. Uh, before that, though, we do talk a little bit about the OnePlus Watch, uh, some extra thoughts on what might be one of OnePlus's faux pas in recent memory, uh, and then just some general talk as TK and I catch up. So enjoy this conversation between TK and myself here on the Pocketnow Weekly Podcast. Enjoy. Ah, TK back on the show, and I wanted to yeah. start this off with a public apology. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because of what happened last week with the with the episode. Um, oh, oh, you're I talking have, about last couple? Yeah, yeah. I have a new I have a new policy now because of that episode. I will check with my guest if the title is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it I was, felt so I think, bad because I didn't it, realize that the because first of all, Michael Fisher like he he tweeted it because he's Mr. Foldables and I'm over yeah. here just making like a tiny bit of a clickbaity title. Um, but I was really just trying to boil down our conversation to one good line and yeah. um, him putting that out there, which by the way, uh, any listeners out there, Michael is not actually trying to tell you to unsubscribe to the podcast. It was a joke. Yes, um, yes, no. But then I didn't realize that your audience would catch on to it and start talking to you about it on your show. <laughs> It, it was it was a um, it was an, it was an interesting. I, I think there's just maybe the way it was clipped and it, the the titling and the placement. It was purely. I would probably say <laughs> all I got was basically saying, to, "When did you stop liking foldables?" I'm like that's not what we said. We were talking about something different. Th- this was a conversation. Of the, I said the excitement uh, of what I had at the beginning of the relationship with the foldable is it doesn't carry after a while. Like, yes. you know the overall functionality is great, but. Nine times out of ten, I lived on the front-facing display because it was actually more functional now than it was before. But Gen one forced you to use it. Gen two doesn't, and then we'll have to see what Gen three does. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they do give us S Pen, obviously the S Pen is going to be on the front. Again, there's a lot of rumors going on. So short answer, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, misunderstanding. Meanwhile, on, on the record, I am the one who is very much over. Like I'm not very much, but I I am a bit over foldables personally because it just never really it hasn't actually injected itself properly into it, my life. It still is something that um, I mean, if we have to talk about foldables though, since we're starting it off real quick, sure. TCL dropping the news on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. About yeah, I almost forgot roll. about that. It's a good thing you brought it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the fold and roll was like so. Is a concept just for reference? I know. Uh, they showed the video, they did a teaser about it. It, it wasn't even discussed at CES, so it was brand new on Wednesday. Um, and it's a folding display that also rolls out. So it goes from folded to unfolded to rolled out to like literally a massive tablet size uh, device. But it's purely tablet. concept. Thank God. I, I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm excited for the technology, the, the technological advances they had to go through to get that to happen. It makes perfect sense how it's happening. Uh, but yeah, would you want, I mean, can't you imagine yourself like, hold on a second and eh, okay. So now like, we got, uh, mm-hmm. so what are we doing? Something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was expecting the, the scroll, right? The one we saw at CES, they yes. showed that, like a little bit of a teaser on a scroll. So I was expecting the scroll to be talked about. Uh, but you know, TCL did correct, uh, and sent out, I guess for the PR stuff, uh, this, and then, uh, the, in small print, this is not the foldable that TCL is going to be releasing later this year. This mm-hmm. was purely a concept and, and I kind of, you know, bringing Michael Fisher back in the conversation, of course, he, he had a couple of words on that, but you know, it's, it, it was fun. Uh, um, and we're almost at the Z fold. I think Samsung has another unpacked on, was it another couple of weeks? Yeah. So a very peculiar, um, announcement timing. of the announcement, uh, because the most powerful yeah. galaxy yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait. I thought I already had the most powerful galaxy today. What are you doing? I'm, exactly. Uh, and I was I was sort of kvetching to Isa like I really hope it's not like the cuz the note it's too early if the note is going to happen. Well, but, but I think all, they also made a statement about the note, right? We know there is no note in 2021. Yeah. So like what will it be? And if it's a phone, I already have enough work on <laughs> to do. So it's like <laughs> I know. Why would you See, make- <laughs> This is what we think. Yeah, we think it's not the excitement of the you're thinking of that queue, that never ending, you know, mm-hmm. that keep stack stack like we're talking at the beginning and we're both talking we need to work on our t-rex pro uh, mm-hmm. uh review so there's, there's a lot of things going on but yeah. yeah um on the on the topic of foldables before we move on from that um the 
the Mimix Fold is still making a couple of rounds on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, shots out to yeah. the XDA homie uh, Ben Sin uh, working yeah. on it. Um, yeah, yeah. His couple of thoughts on it so far do have me intrigued. And and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. the, the hardware is nowhere near the level of something like a Z Fold 2 or the Mate X2. Mate X2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mate X2, yeah. But the thing is, it's Xiaomi making a foldable more accessible to people. So you don't have to feel quite as bad about how high the price could be. Um, That was one of the main gripes I had with foldables in general. So now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, hmm, I'd be down for it because I don't have to worry so much about (laughs) babying the device. But the quality, so what what I always kind of look at it as... Um, it's one of those approaches to quality and and the the type of display that you're looking at. So the overall, like when you put them next to each other, you could definitely see the evolutionary progress that Samsung and Huawei have done. This is Xiaomi's first foldable. Realistically, you can't. It's like saying you know OnePlus going into the smartwatch business. Mm-hmm. It is an attempt. It is an entry level. Um, if they're making it more affordable, more to them, and I think it's it's a better approach than making it unattainable. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's that level where that you know the 2K plus level. Um, you know, the Z Fold 3 more than likely will be you know, even more expensive than the prior generations if the S Pen technology is in there, which it should be. Um, so we'll have to see. But yeah, definitely kudos for Xiaomi for putting something together like that that is be more affordable with, you know, and hopefully they'll iterate more, uh, more frequently on it as well. So mm-hmm. maybe they can catch up faster. I really hope we get our hands on that at some point because I know it'd be I nice keep asking. Yeah. The Mimix typically is, uh, China only for the most part, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it'll be it'll be definitely nice. From the Xiaomi camp, there's so many devices that I want to try out. I mean, I'm in the middle of Mi 11 Ultra. I just went to mm-hmm. um, the Carlsbad Flower Fields with it, and they did a phenomenal job out there. Um, Absolutely, I really I, loved it. I did the it. same trip a couple of days before you, but I I didn't post my video. Yeah. Oh, is, is that right? So how? So what did your um? What did your thoughts on the camera system come down to? Um. So realistically the way i look at it is at this much the front-facing experience is i feel like it's okay but it's not the experience you want to live you truly want to live on the back facing three sensors that you have in there yes um i'm loving the versatility that you get with the three sensors and that the fact that all three run in a in a parallel matter like you can do 8k from any of the three sensors Mm -hmm. you can do 4k 60 from any of them um images are because of the sensors that we have there especially with the gn2 sensor on the primary are naturally there's that natural fall off bokeh that come, happens without even having to. I haven't used portrait mode on that phone yet. Every tick and in every picture I take is a portrait picture because of the whole natural yes. you know, fall off. Um, it it absolutely just is. It has not stopped uh, basically shocking me every time I take a picture. It just comes out great. It's almost like it's that camera that you always know you're going to depend on that you know it works all the time. There's mm-hmm. no playing around with it. But if you do, there are some options in there. Um, it's it's lacking a little bit on the sensor on that little um, the I guess the Mi Band six or uh, little <laughs> display that we have on the side. Yeah, um, I want more functionality. It, that mm-hmm. if we need video, it, it doesn't even exist outside of the camera. Uh, There's the standard uh, back facing camera. Yeah. you can't use it in portrait. You can't use it in video. None of the other modes. And I feel like for creators, those are going to be things that we like. So it, it's definitely great want to see more features this that's, was supposed to be like this is like front runner for one of my favorite phones of the year until mm-hmm. i got that screen and i was like only for regular photos and i was so disappointed like I, I did a video and the title of it was unboxing and an immediate complaint and there were people in my comment sections that were like you you sound like you're just whining the whole video and i'm like you know what yes i am <laughs> because i want this rear screen to elevate this camera system to something that no other phone has possibly been able to do with the exactly. exception of the Zenfone 7 and 7 pro because mm-hmm. in that case you flip the whole camera around um but yeah I'm, I'm holding out hope that the mi 11 ultra and the Zenfone 8 whatever those might be um mm-hmm. that they will have these concepts with updated cameras and they will be immediately my favorite phones of the year um, because as, as the yeah. creator, I want to be able to use them for as many things as possible. And Xiaomi can definitely deliver on that. This is purely a software limitation. It, mm-hmm. The hardware is there. We know it works. Um, and I know in early leaks, uh, when they were first sending out pictures and so on, there was even a mode where you're able to replicate your your home screen yeah. on the on the actual sensor. So I've seen it where it's, yeah. So the, the answer is that I think there's more features that we just don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at, at least it's definitely a good start. So for me, when I'm taking pictures, like with my son and my wife, 
doing that one and using the ultra wide, you know exactly where things are. Actually, the ultra wide performed quite well uh, for for what the ultra wide is even for the dual forty eight for the ultra wide and telephoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that fifty man, that primary sensor is just good. Yeah, there's just there's a weird like I can't explain it, but like you take pictures with it. And naturally, everything just turned. It's social media tuned. Let's just say that's much. It's ready for social media. You take a picture. You may have to crop it, but you're basically posting it right away. Yeah. I, like um, I will say the focus can be rather fine at times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there, there are times when you're... Especially if you're not flat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you might have an object that has a little bit of its stuff a little bit out of focus. Um, so th- that can happen. But that's also something that we deal with with main cameras also like the bigger the sensor is the more you have to sort of think about it a little bit um so that that, that'll come down to some extra tuning and if this is the first time the samsung gn2 is going to be put out um hopefully we'll see it in more places and they will continue iterating upon a sensor like this we're literally 89 mm-hmm. percent towards in a one inch sensor on a phone guys it's seriously yeah, yeah so yeah, i it, think we should probably just at some point push for it because like we're not gonna this is not a story for the show but i wanted to point out real quick that we do have one inch sensors on drones now mm-hmm. so like why not put them on on phones as well like uh, we're okay with it if if you make a version of your flagship phone that just goes all in on the camera bump because it has a one inch sensor trust me no one will complain <laughs> oh no I, I absolutely and and i think the the other thing that it, when we'll talk a little bit more in, in, a, in a few seconds we're gonna have actually moving parts inside of a smartphone with a tele, tele you know telephoto lens which is also a new to the tech world. So, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, we're going to be talking about the Xperia's that were announced uh, in the back half of the show. There was yeah. one, one not not big story, but one thing I wanted to bring up that we can talk at length about. Uh, we mentioned wearables a little bit earlier. You just put out a yeah. video on uh, the OnePlus Watch. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. The Z-Watch, yes. We, we, we got to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about... Could this be OnePlus's biggest faux pas in recent memory? I think it's it. it I think they they needed to they needed to wait a little bit longer. Maybe I think that's where the software needed to mature a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think the hardware is solid. I don't yes. think there's an issue with the hardware at all. I think the design, uh, the weight, the the buttons, the, the materials they chose, the battery size, all of those things are solid. Uh, but I feel like the software. For for the timing of the review, the the request that they were going with, I feel like we should have pushed it a couple of weeks for that mid uh, mid April update to push out, at least so that the syncing concern isn't there. Because I felt like that was a bigger for me. Um, where I that's why I chose not to do a full review at, uh, on the, on embargo day. I decided to go with my feature demonstration of what is everything that you can do with this watch, and then wait for that update. So. It's definitely something where I felt like they wanted to be there. They wanted to put it on, put it out. Um, it is definitely competitive as a pricing, but software needed a little bit. Yeah, it needed, like I said, a couple more weeks in the oven. That's all it is. Yeah, I I, I do love the look of it. It actually mm-hmm. was. It felt really weird to take it off my wrist at the end of the day because I was like, it's a good looker. Like I I, I enjoy how thin the profile is. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the diameter is a little bit large for people with like smaller wrists than I. But mm-hmm. yeah, I it I don't know. There's got this felt style to it. It's minimal. Um it is. despite and the, it's actually light like uh, considering uh, the size of it. Yeah. Totally. Um and despite the software, let's say fitness tracking issues that were con- that that have been coming up for a lot of people, I actually mm-hmm. like the way the software looks. Like it has a good font. Um things move fairly smoothly. I'm not going to say it's the snappiest smartwatch out there, but I love mm-hmm. the minimal style. Like Oxygen OS seems to be sort of permeating in more places and I was like, yeah, good on you for that. But then you could watch you could literally throw a stone and find a bad review. <laughs> like it's Oh, no, exactly. And and a lot there was a few that when they're reviewing it didn't really at least give the I think uh depending on if you really saw or when you watch other people's reviews, you need to realize that we're holding hardware that is uh, it's still technically not available, right? I mean, it just became available to order a couple of few days ago. And the software that we were running was primarily pre-release and we we are getting more updates. So at the end, when you're starting to make decisions of you know marking it off and saying, well, this is a bad decision, understand this is the beginning. The hardware is there. It's a software game right now. And as a start, it's actually not bad. The data is there. It's tracking. It, it will get better and they can definitely improve it. 
we have NFC in there, which means in the future we should be able to get payment uh, functionality. I didn't even talk so about whole- that. I realized. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I, when I was going through the, the specification, because I saw some of the, you know, the day one reviews, like nobody mentioned the fact that it had the hardware and that it could be added later. OnePlus thought about that if they put that in, um, you know, and also the fact that if people wanted a shorter strap, they call customer service, they're able to uh, get that one uh, sent out to them. There are a few things that I feel like OnePlus is trying to make things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, like I said, I, I still feel like uh, what I'm waiting for is that for me at least, I'm waiting for the mid-April. So once we get that update run a couple of weeks with it, and then push out the full review. At least I feel like at that point, it's it's baked enough for people to be able to actually get a true feeling of how this will perform. Because I'm assuming there'll be also some optimizations for the step counters and all of that stuff in GPS. So. Yeah, hopefully that will be the case because I've been hearing, I mean, I had Nick on um, on Tuesday mm-hmm. and reviews came out that morning. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm having the same problems. Like I went for a run. He's a runner, much like yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was like, I did, I did a run around the neighborhood and it told me I ran like two miles less than I actually did. And he was like, yeah, yeah. that's literally the last thing a runner wants to see. <laughs> last, last, last thing ever, ever, especially when you've done a run before and you kind of already know what yeah. you should expect from the number, like a fluctuation within a couple of hundred maybe, but not, not thousands. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a, uh, <laughs> Like I said, it, it's something that software could definitely help, but at this point, it's something that we need to kind of understand that this is still their first wearable mm-hmm. in the US, and uh, it is definitely very fitness-focused, that's to say that. I took it for a swim as well, so it worked really nice oh, in the pool, okay. but I don't, I didn't have anything else to compare it to, so I'm, I think I should have compared it to the, the T-Rex Pro, because mm-hmm. it also does swim tracking, so I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll try to do some more. T-Rex Pro is doing pretty well, but you know, just 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 for just for reference sake, if you were to look at listeners, if you were to look at the OnePlus Watch next to a T-Rex Pro, you can see why we're kind of disappointed that the OnePlus Watch is not performing the way it should. Because as mm-hmm. much as we might like the T-Rex Pro, it literally looks like a T-Rex. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it and it's definitely. I mean, Amazfit's been putting out some not consistently. You know, like hits right now literally the last few watches they've been pushing out so uh and it has a very it, they have a lot of similarities in the ui in the ui element as far as you know proprietary apps watch faces uh the way they handle notifications and so on so mm-hmm. to me if i if they felt very much like cousins but you know from different sides of the family uh but again yeah you want you would have hoped that you know the the oneplus was able to do more and i think they can i think i still think oneplus can definitely deliver on a lot of their promises um, but I, we just need to give them the time. And I feel like that we just needed a couple of more weeks to get that mid-April, get that running. And I think people will have a much better experience. And hopefully before they even get retail, that, mm-hmm. that, that update will get pushed. Yeah, that's true. Um, hopefully that will yeah. be the case. Yeah, because the, the, the main thing that I, I don't do distance uh, workouts or exercises. I don't mm-hmm. do like running or anything like that. Um, I have finally started going back to the gym and I'm very happy about that. Um, That's good. It's amazing just how much like being in a place for one hour, just doing your own thing is so good for mm-hmm. the mind, even if you know, you're in pain the whole time, because in my case, I'm lifting. So yeah. when I track my workouts, it's literally just heart rate and time. That's all it is. So I don't need mm-hmm. the GPS or anything like that. So in my reviews of smartwatches, I have to be very clear about that. Like, it's funny because thank God there are other reviewers out there who can do those things. Because if you're coming to my video expecting me to run as a guy who never runs just to test a product, like I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> it, it has to fit your your lifestyle and it's, mm-hmm. it's not you fitting to it. it. It has to meet the expectation. And that's like you said, the, the way your reviews are done are based on your lifestyle. And if that's what people come for. Yeah, uh, but you know, and some people are like I said, they'll go do the runs, they'll do the indoor. I mean, I do mostly indoor running uh, lately, so for me, GPS still doesn't kick in. Uh, but when we do walks with the family, that's when I when I turn on the walk. Track. That's a good idea. That's yeah. what I usually yeah. So walks usually are not bad. I should do that more often, like whenever I go to the arboretum or the zoo mm-hmm. or Huntington Gardens. Oh, exactly, those are going to be perfect things for you because you're doing the steps and it's moving enough that the GPS should be able to track your role. Yeah, totally. Um, like, yeah. That th- that is a good point actually. I should probably start putting that in because I go for walks enough that you should just hit walking. And I think that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why things like workout detection was they were trying to really push that. And I think for some people it works, for some people it really doesn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you put in the effort to like hit the workout area and then hit walking, oh man, that's a good idea. I just thank you for bringing that up. I, sh- I should do that. I was going to say, you do enough of it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen the videos. Well, because I only have, I don't require much from my smartwatches. I don't, mm-hmm. 
Um, like I said, I'm not a distance runner or anything like that, but I do use the timer for steeping my tea. I literally did it before mm-hmm. the show. Um, notifications are nice, but I don't really need to like voice dictate replies. It's not really needed for me. Um, I, I just like knowing that I got the notification. I'll get to it later on the phone. And then aside from that, and this is where my big problem came in. Mm-hmm. sleep tracking i i slept Can't with sing. the yeah i slept with the watch like four or five nights but if someone was like did you really what's your alibi i couldn't tell you because uh there are no records that i actually slept those nights so for all you know i was like up all night um you know like kicking it and walking around and doing a whole bunch of stuff yeah no it, it, it for me it was like i would wake up in the morning and it would tell me like if you swipe up to the to the next day you'll see that you slept uh, but you can't see the details of that. Sometimes it showed it, sometimes it doesn't. Like mm-hmm. I said, it, it's really, it's a consistency thing. And I felt like we should have had um, the, the the data, or at least our reviews should have been based after that update was pushed. Because they did push an update uh, to the actual app itself a couple of days before adding those additional watch faces. Yeah, yeah. So short answer, I feel like it's definitely a good start. But we we need to have OnePlus follow through with the updates, as they typically do with any of their devices, mm-hmm. like the OnePlus Nine and the Nine Pro. How many updates have you received since we since we started? Like at least three. Yeah, and ninety percent of them are obviously our camera specific, specific performance improvements. So we want to see those on the smartwatch. And um, I know the T Rex just got an update a couple of days ago as well. Yeah, I noticed because uh, yeah, yeah, a couple a of better. elements in it um, they used to call the timer the countdown. And they mm-hmm. used to call the stopwatch the timer. <laughs> so now it's per- now it's fine because I remember I the, I think it was yesterday I was making a cup of tea and I was like, "Where's countdown? Where did countdown go?" And then I looked at timer and I'm like, "That's not right. Oh, it is right now. <laughs> timer is the timer. It's, it's actually correct now." <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Oops, sorry. Um. So yeah, I uh, I I definitely I'm, I'm liking the T Rex Pro. I think me getting it in this color actually helped because it, it makes it a little bit. It makes it not really stand out but it just is it's nice it's nice and um if i got it in just black i would definitely be like i wish the oneplus watch which which is what basically i got yeah, yeah. the black and silver kind of going on yeah i mean it looks Great. fine but you know uh, getting a slightly different color sometimes elevates the way it looks I, I i need to do that with smartphones when we're getting reviews i'm gonna see if there's a way to ask because like with the mimics nothing's wrong with the color that we got but i feel like I would have on this one. I definitely would have loved to go with the white. Would have been much easier oh, on the Ultra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the Mi. Uh, not, uh, sorry, I said Mi Mix. I meant mm-hmm. the Mi Ultra, Mi Eleven Ultra. But uh, still, very nice. And you get used to the weight, which is surprising when mm-hmm. I thought of like, after using it for some time. My finger normally rests right under the <laughs> the camera bump as a as a leverage, so I no longer have to put the pinky under the phone. It's literally the index to the under the camera, and it just works nice. And of course, we got Goku on and going on, so we always get yeah nice. That's a that's a live wallpaper, isn't it? It is. Nice. UI twelve live wallpapers. That's once they started that with Android ten, I was like, yes, we need more of that. We need more con. We need more OEMs to put live wallpapers on their home screens. There's no reason you don't need it, you don't have it there. It's, yeah, that's pretty good. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I small tangent before we get into the break. Yeah, I've been putting like live wallpapers on on stuff. I'm I talked to Nick about this um, on the last episode, like. The amount of Wild Rift that I'm playing is a little is a little much. Um, I'm I'm prone to game to those types of games, RPGs, and, and in mm-hmm. this case, MOBAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm prone to them, but I've never really played them extensively. But now you make League of Legends easy to play on a phone, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll try it. And now I'm really into it. So, yeah, I have a live wallpaper of my current characters. Whoever I'm using now is who's on my phone. Um, but that's the beauty of it. You can customize your phone um, and it just makes it more exciting when you unlock in the phone and you see that beautiful wallpaper, mm-hmm. um, you know, not not just a static image. I feel like images are great and they could say a lot, but live wallpaper, especially from the games, it's so, so nice. Like yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, hopefully we'll find more uh, options in the future. Like at least OnePlus. I know Samsung and, and Xiaomi does it. Uh, we want Oppo and some of the other carrier um, OEMs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into some Xperia talk. Um, I might have one yeah. or two thoughts uh, before we get into the actual Sony talk. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the break before we do all of that. We're going to talk about some Sony stuff now. And yeah. I, I do have one thing that I want to mention. If any listeners out there are kind of in my camp at the moment with the PS5, um, the PS5, an update went out recently and now 
it has the 120 hertz or 120 frames per second and now is able to do all of that through hdmi 2.1 so if you have a ps5 and it's not really been working with the tv that you have that you might have gotten because you were going to get a ps5 update both because now it's working great (laughs) i'm very happy Good to know. I'll I'll go ahead and push the update as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, And we were just talking about this because I I just pulled up a story that Sony has invested $200 million into Epic Games. And not even just that. Sony has invested another $200 million. So they're really pushing for Epic Games to be a big partner for them, Uh, which includes things like, you know, they want to show up. They want to have the PS5 running like Unreal Engine 5, and they want to make sure they have like all of Epic's sort of... um, resources for future ps5 mm-hmm. development so it makes sense uh but yeah it's it's quite the quite the partnership i i'm very excited i love the i love their partnership with call of duty as well because they had that for the last couple of generation the five mark ii and the one mark ii mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see what what happens with the uh well the experience that we're going to talk about since they, they kind of yeah. made a big splash on wednesday they really did so let's go ahead and jump into that um so for some people it might have been a little bit of a surprise that all of a sudden uh they woke up one morning and sony announced uh, the mark threes of their upcoming phones now we have already been fans of last year's it was it wasn't even that long ago huh like the Xperia 1 and 5 Mark IIs came out like second half of 2020, didn't they? Uh, the Xperia 5 came in around, I was going to say August, September, that when yeah, it was actually that released was the one, here. Yeah. Uh, but the Xperia 1 came out in, I want to say July. Like mm-hmm. it was, we we had, I know I had a chance to play with it around in June, the beginning of June, and I know that the pre-orders came up after. So yeah, it was somewhat early summer, so which is still consistent to what we see here. Mm-hmm. Um but what we have it again feel like is that, that long ago. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and in, and this time, what they did is they announced both the five and the five and the one for the U.S. market, roughly in the you know, and they kept it you know coming summer. We're possibly more than likely. I think last night Juan and I were talking on the best of our week, and we were like, Juan's predicting it's going to be more like, you know, first one Mark five, Mark three, and then five Mark three will come like a little bit later on, mm. like closer to the end of the summer summer season. Uh, but you know, yeah, I, I mean, and there was also the Xperia 10, the uh, mid-ranger mm-hmm. with, uh, Xperia's Mark III. Uh, that's more for the European market. I don't think that's coming here. Yeah, which is so, a shame. I remember looking at an Xperia 10 um, some time back, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is the small form factor phone we've all been wanting. Like this, mm-hmm. this is what we want." But then again, the five does a pretty good job of hitting most of that mark. And we're getting more colors, which is also very nice this time. <laughs> at least uh, with both the the one and the five are both. Are coming at least with one additional color, and I'm, I'm very much leaning towards that purple uh, one Mark II, uh, Mark Three. Sorry, like one Mark Two purple didn't come to the U.S. And well, that comes back to our previous thought of like just a little bit, a splash of color can completely change the way a phone looks. Because yeah, you're right. We've been we we are still dealing with the same design language that Xperia's have had for many years now. Which yeah, I it sounds like I'm painting that as a bad thing, but I, I, in some ways it's not because you kind of know what you're getting and you know that Sony's focusing on the experience rather than just mm-hmm. the design of the phone and if the design yeah. is tried and true then okay um so yeah what we have here are the same like tall yet narrow um slabs oh, same same aspect you and i think same display size if i'm not mistaken 6.1 and 6.5 yeah but we're finally getting on the xperia 1 mark 3 an oled at 4k resolution now not to say 4k not to say this is the first time we're seeing this uh but it is the first let's say mass market Xperia, like really, like this is the one they're pushing, and it's going to be 4K OLED at 120 hertz refresh rate. Good lord! It, it they they were able to push beyond what I, I mean. I asked, I pushed out a question when we were during the uh, the Qualcomm summit for the 888. I sent the question specifically in mind, thinking, how is Xperia going to do this? Because it's like in my mind, I'm thinking we already have 4K, we know we could do it. Mm-hmm. And so I asked if the 888 can actually natively support it, and I think uh, the question, the answer came back to us as no, 4K 60 is the maximum. But it seems like Sony is able to do some kind of, uh, you know, art, you know, witchcraft and getting the right panels to this, to do it. So they're able to push beyond with the, some of the limitations we have, which I feel like is is great. Uh, I so that's the thing, gaming on a phone like this now, because it truly now is a gaming media consumption media mm-hmm. creation. It's becoming well, very well rounded. Um, it's it's refreshing. Let's just say that uh, 4K 120 in video and 4K 120 display. You could truly appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I oof, like I hadn't even really thought about that until you said it. Um, 
120 frames per second on Wild Rift <laughs> on a 4K display, like I, an I, OLED 4K display. I I, I want to see how. So like for for me with with gaming phones and so on, I, I it, very few games play very fast refresh rates, but I I want to see basically Call of Duty push mm-hmm. 90 frames per second because I want that it should be able to provide that same experience. So 90 frames because the Mimix can do it. Uh, so you know, get that good, get those you know refresh the high resolutions, the enjoy that content at the level that you can. The only 4K panel on the market, anyway. So it's like it's it's Sony's game to push it. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are also a couple of um, oh, and like you mentioned before, um, some of the other top level specs. So yeah, 5G enabled because it has a Snapdragon 888. Um, yep. and in the US with sub six. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're looking at is 4,500 milliamp hour battery. Obviously, mm-hmm. they'll ship with Android 11, but we don't know if Android. We don't know if and when uh, the upgrades to further. Um, Android versions will be happening. Um, and then, I mean, we're going to get to the cameras in a bit, but there's one thing I wanted to mention here uh, that looks like there are some lessons from the Xperia Pro that Sony is bringing into the Xperia 1 Mark III. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, in the USB-C port, you'll be able to use a special cable so that you can get HD resolution video from an SLR or mirrorless camera, much like higher the... resolution than Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be higher resolution than what we're currently getting with the Xperia 1 Mark II. Exactly. Yes. Um, so it's basically what the Xperia Pro can do, except it's not like a dedicated HDMI port. It'll be adapted from the, it, it, you need, you need an adapter for the USB-C port. It's, it's a, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's going to be a, a separate cable that you have to purchase. So I kind of like that. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good option for, you know, when you're in the field and you, you need to have a really good high quality display, it, it makes it simpler. Yeah. Um, right now the, I feel like the, the Pro still has its own market because of some of the other things that they do. Where the Xperia One Mark II has, it's nice to have that feature, but literally, like the dongle heaven that you're going to be in, mm-hmm. uh, going to get that that signal to process correctly from your DSLR over, makes it a little bit too cumbersome. It's not as as simplistic in the way the Pro is really kind of gunning for it. Uh, plus, you know, we don't have the same kind of antenna management, uh, the same storage. Uh, the, there are some other functions that I feel like the Pro still sits on its own, which it is a Pro. But the Mark III is definitely learning a lot. And we also get that extra button, the configuration button that we can customize. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it looks like it did. I'm still, I'm still kind of curious about this whole HDMI output or input thing because I mm-hmm. wonder, okay, this would have been a feature that I would have been head over heels for had I been mm-hmm. in the whole A7 III. Like, you know, that, that, that camera came out a couple of years ago. This would have been one of those features that would have made the Xperia as an absolute killer for creators. But now we live in the world of flippy, flippy outy screens and stuff like that. You know, like it's, um, granted, Every if you do you want that, I keep thinking of Kai from, uh, that's where uh, I got it from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, flippy outy screens. Um, exactly, or, I, yeah. or rather in my case, I should say flippy dippy. That's what I should say. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like we have flip out screens on a lot of cameras now. Um, especially if okay, you are a serious creative, but if you do want an extra output, I guess, I guess it's great to see that your phone can double as that. Sure. The beauty of it is, uh, the, the so the, the thing about it, like an example with me is, so where we are together right now, we're talking on the camera. The camera is about three feet away from me. The flippy display for me is good that I can see myself and I can see the framing around my face, mm-hmm. but I can't really read a lot of that information because of that distance and it's sitting there and having HDMI going up. Having a display like the Xperia Pro or the Xperia One Mark III at a closer level, so running the HDMI bring the closer, that's where the benefit happens. Mm-hmm. So for, for studio setup, there's a lot of benefit, but also in uh, in situation where you do want to be able to basically pinch and zoom on the actual area that you're trying to make sure that it's in focus. Our flippy displays don't do that. The, uh, the Xperia allows you to actually use pinch and zoom, so you can go straight into the actual area that you're trying to make sure that it's oh, in focus. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that part. There's, there's a few additional things that you can. Um, I wished that we had the ability of actually doing touch control, like actual having mirrored control, like where you're actually interfacing with the different options. But it, for a mirroring op, uh, situation, when you have focus speaking turned on and zebras, you have the best situation to make sure that your subject is not only well lit, uh, the balance, the color balance is done right, and of course they're in focus. So. Yeah, that was the other part I was going to bring up was um, you don't have a control. Like that's that's why I it's would. Still- yeah, I, it's a I, one-way I, conversation. Yeah, I wanted to have like an Atomos, for example, for for my other cameras, but I'm like, but then the record button's still so far away. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there's there's a few I, I feel like it's a great solution for maybe augmenting like you could still technically use the sony app if you want to try to control it but the resolution is not as high yeah true so those are th there's some benefits to it uh but again as you said the a7 III uh is basically begging to be used with a with the xperia one mark ii because of the way it is or even the mark three uh you know because of the way the display is there's no flippy display you cannot see yourself if you're trying to vlog with it yeah, you know, and I've tried. Let's say I've tried different mods and different things, and it's a pain. Hmm. All right. Well, speaking of cameras, let's go ahead and get into the Xperia cameras here because we oh, got the new system. Yeah, we got some pretty interesting things here. Um, so we have the same general philosophy in the Mark Threes mm -hmm. that we did in the Mark Twos, where each yes. lens is based upon a specific focal length, um, mm -hmm. and it's essentially what they call the holy trinity of lenses, where you have uh, an ultra wide, you have the wide, and then you have the telephoto. But then with each and every lens, you do have a zoom range that corresponds mm -hmm. to many of the lenses that you would see in the actual camera market. So twenty four to seventy, seventy two in this case, one hundred five and beyond um mm -hmm. and all of the sensors are they're 12 megapixels if i'm not they're still, mistaken yeah they're, yeah they're sticking to the 12 yeah so they really want that alpha that alpha influence is definitely still being shown here so 12 megapixels each which ideally will mean that their dynamic range will be pretty good uh, but of course that has to do with like there's some math some quick maths that you have to do in terms of the size of the sensors and whatnot we were talking about um the uh, gm2 earlier being a large sensor which is why it kind of benefits from a lot of these things um but i guess the main thing to look at here is this telephoto lens where yeah, there's the um, and i think you can you can go ahead and like you know explain a little bit about like what exactly we're looking at here in terms of a telephoto lens that can do more than just the one zoom range that it was originally made for <laughs> It, it it's not intending to be just a an artificial like you know a stop. It has actually two distinct um, focal lengths, which is one of the ingenious things of doing it. And it's done by manipulating the lenses in the actual flow. So it's a side mounted lens or camera system, which is similar to what we've seen on other devices, with the exception of the moving parts. That is very much a Sony ingenuity here. Uh, but again, we're talking about almost like two separate lenses. One, I think, is at 105, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. The other yeah, one is about 70, 105, 105 and 75, but they're distinct focal lengths. So that when you're at 105, you're getting a crisp image. It's not a digital zoom into that. And when you're getting the 70, you're getting it exactly at the 70 on top of the 16 and the 24. So you're you're literally getting an extra lens in there, um, which to me is going to be just amazing for video, for content creation, the ability when you're trying to zoom in. You're getting that crisp image, um, but it also is it's intended to basically provide us a very unique and showing us basically Sony flexing their camera department uh, uh, muscle right there um, and just how they're going to do it. I don't know. It, it, to this day, they didn't really explain it. They showed us the images in, in the <laughs> video, but the reality is having a moving part inside of your camera system. It seems it, to it, me like there's, there's like more than one piece of glass in there. Mm -hmm. that yeah, will yeah. allow for it or whether or not it's actually glass or like you know super clear plastic or whatever you want to call it but you have actual elements in there that are just going to shift one to the other that way it'll get and which kind of makes sense right because um de depending on the magnification of the piece of I'll, I'll keep using the word glass you are able to get different focal lengths like that's exactly oh, absolutely just turning it ever so slightly could increase and reduce reduce the actual magnification so exactly it, it I we I totally understand the 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 sheer mechanics of it. It's mostly my thing is how is it done at that small of a form factor mm -hmm. and for durability? Because the reason why I keep saying in a smartphone, it, that smartphones are not you're not into obviously when you buy a phone you're not thinking you're going to basically be babying it the whole time. You're going to put a case on it, walk around, put it in there. You know, sometimes it may fall on the table. Throw sometimes. it sometimes. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So those are things that I I I'm excited to see how it's done and how did they protect it. So that it doesn't actually sustain any concerns or any issues. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. So, but but I'm excited to see what they're offering because again, they went with every. They didn't go with everybody's standard side-mounted uh, camera system. They just like no no no. We're gonna do it the way we do it on the Alpha. We're gonna give you two distinct focal lengths. So if you want a 70, you want a 105, you got them. And you've gone 16, you want a 24, you also have those. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I really I really like the way the the approach. Um, while the camera system. From a, from a rather conventional smartphone camera standpoint, it may not have been 
very compatible with certain casual users. Like I, mm-hmm. I kind of give them a pass because it, you know, the, 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 the camera geek in me likes having these numbers, uh, being mm-hmm. able to literally change the lens the way that I would on my actual camera. And if you want to have the best possible quality, you want to stick to those focal lengths because if you try to go in and out of them, um, between them rather then you're digitally you zooming in. So it makes perfect sense. Like to have a 16, a 24, 70, now a 105. And it's, oh man, like it, I feel like the Xperia phones with this type of philosophy can be a great bed of education for anyone who doesn't already know a lot about cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, Will people buy it just for that one purpose? Maybe not. But if you already have a little bit of knowledge, it's nice to have this level of, let's say, geekery in the phone. They went even as as far as basically trying to provide us like the camera pro app right there's the standard mode of the camera pro which is what we normally see that mm-hmm. looks kind of like a the, the a7s3 or even one of those the rx7 100s kind of like the experience but they have a simple mode which they're calling simple but you know so it, it's i love that they did that when they could literally just call it the auto well, mode the, the auto <laughs> mode it, but they, i don't know why it's because it's an alpha team right yeah. to them this is the simple mode they called it exactly how it felt uh, so the the standard mode or the simple mode essentially is what we're typically used to seeing as our camera app. So they've combined this default camera app into the cinema the camera pro, and now it has some of the benefits of camera pro, but at a more automatic, like you said, an auto mode type of an experience. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely see the evolutionary progress, and uh, I'm glad that they were able to rehash it because I felt like that was the only kind of when it came down to the three camera system or applications that we had. The one that was least developed is the standard camera app. Yeah, and, and very it obviously true. didn't have all the features. But and it yeah, was the only you. place. It was the only place that you could go to get like a traditional smartphone portrait mode. And it oh, kind of exactly. felt weird to like have to do that. Um, and also the processing is obviously different because when I would vlog with the rear cameras uh, using the ultra wide, the processing in the Pro Video app was different than the processing of the video in the in the original camera app. The original yeah, camera app was better with, yeah, yeah. Uh, the original camera app was just better with the HDR or mm-hmm. with not with the HDR, with the dynamic range, just general dynamic mm-hmm. range using the ultra wide. Um, so I was always curious why the processing had to be different. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's those little quirks, but of course that's what you do when you go into a camera. Like it's the same deal. If you were to use even your A7S III or my mm-hmm. Lumix S5 and go into the auto mode and hit record, it's the same deal. Like it's, it's dialing in a lot of stuff for you. Um, so the processing will seem different, but it's the same quirk that we have in regular cameras anyway. The only thing is, like I said, with the Xperia 1 and 5 Mark IIs, it's not casual users might get turned off by that. This is def- These are definitely phones that seem to appeal mostly to enthusiasts. They, Sony's, yeah, I think Sony's very much feeding into um, it's just specific fan niche kind of thing that they're working with. Um, and, and like you said, the, the, the experience reason behind it, I feel like cinema pro and camera pro are intended for you to be behind the camera. It's not intended for you to be in front of it. True. You know what I mean? Like you're the creator <laughs> and the standard mode or the default app, although it did better with some dynamic ranges, it was, to, it was literally supposed to give you the standard smartphone experience, but you wouldn't buy the phone for that specifically. You're buying it because of the tech that's being done on the back end sensors. The, the larger pixels, the better processing. And like you said, the, the specific distinctive link, uh, focal lengths that they have set up. Uh, what I would love to be able to is test out and see how the, is there going to be any kind of software improvements done? Because it seems like the front-facing camera has stayed the same. It looks like we still yeah. have the same 8-megapixel sensor, uh, which is, was not the best front-facing experience other than video calls. I felt like it was that was like the limit. And I, every time I took a, a portrait, I always flipped it over to the back. I, you have to. Yeah, I it, it's yet another example of this trend that I keep seeing ever since the end of last year, which is oh, we're just not going to worry about the front-facing camera. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like it, it, it's it's a big thing, though. Realistically, especially for content creators, if we just say TikTok or any of yeah. that, any of those type of uh, creators, you really need to focus. Like, if there was one thing I could probably say that the S twenty one Ultra this does very very well, it's the front-facing experience, four K sixty with autofocus on on a camera that's on, that's sitting on the front part of your phone. Mm-hmm. Is is a very big step for for Samsung and that, and they don't obviously it doesn't go down to the standard models, but it kind of justifies a little bit more that you know they're focusing on it. Um, LG last year with the V60, 4K60 on the front, better experience with the front facing camera. We need to see that, um, and I mean, we even saw that from OnePlus with uh, I think it was it the Nord that did 4K yeah, the on Nord. the front. 
So it's a segment of the user market that I feel like a lot of manufacturers need to focus on more because if you want, okay, it's, it's for this reason that front facing, Mm -hmm. uh, the the fact that front front facing cameras are not as powerful as they should be. It's the reason why a lot of the webcam on your smartphone. Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. On your laptop. On the laptop. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you don't want to use this. The, The more that we don't put this level of, of attention to the front-facing camera, the more users, especially Gen Z and young mm-hmm. millennials in the U.S., will keep gravitating to iPhones as their as their phones for social media, TikTok, yeah. Snapchat, all that stuff. And yes, you could say Samsung as well. With it. Yeah, you could no, say Samsung Samsung's as well. Better. Yeah, Samsung yeah. is doing a good job of. I see a lot of um, ads for Samsung content on on TikTok now of like people using Samsungs for for making TikToks, which is good. Like that that that's the way you start to get a new market share. But with all of exactly. these, but it seems odd to me that the, com- the 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 country of origin for TikTok, their companies are not prioritizing front facing camera. <laughs> It's odd. You, you, it's and and they give you the largest sensor. That's the concern. Like I look at it it's like a twenty megapixel sensor as well. Use the power of the sensor. Don't just put a sensor number for the sake of saying you have a large sensor. Uh, Huawei had the same challenges for years on the front facing experience. It, it it gets better. They were, they were working on it definitely. Uh, but yeah, there's no reason in 2021 why our front facing cameras are capped at 1080. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, uh, we need better sensors. Uh, you know, maybe even maybe even use a flagship sensor from two years ago. It would still be, you know, like one that would normally be put in on the back, put it in the front-facing camera. I think that would still improve the experience uh, tremendously. Uh, but yeah, uh, with the Mi Mix, Atlanta Mi Mix, with the Mi Ultra, the Mi 11 Ultra, I pretty much just confine myself to using the best sensors that we have. Yeah. And that's the you know the three on the back, and that's that's the result of this trend is we yeah. we're, we're putting our efforts into using the rear for almost everything that we possibly can. Um, yeah, that, no, absolutely. But yeah, but but coming back to the Xperia stuff for for just one last thing, um, the thought that I have looking at the spec sheet here, especially for the Xperia mm-hmm. One Mark Three, I mm-hmm. I give Sony props because they've literally created a phone that's made for every type of enthusiast. So yeah. if you're a camera enthusiast, you're gonna know what to. do what to do with these three different three or four rather different focal lengths um mm-hmm. you have the cinema pro i called the pro video earlier cinema pro application the photo pro and all of that um but also like the the performance and the display or just like if you're a media junkie or if you're a gamer it's it's interesting to me that sony can create a phone that seems so unassuming yet it can literally appeal it can it can appeal to a lot of different enthusiasts it it has something for this year at least it has something for everybody because last year the five was the gaming phone the the one was the the media consumption content creation type of phone so mm-hmm. now they literally they they evened out the, the 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 playing field between the two I mean there's a few things obviously that don't go down to the five like the 4K panel the mm-hmm. time of flight sensor and so on but you know those are things that you don't really necessarily want on the five on the five you do you want the smaller form factor the this fast display 1080p long battery life there's a lot of things that you want to get so. Uh, for sure, a, a, a much better contender than what we had in the past, um, and this still has a headphone jack. So go figure. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, that's I don't, true. And a charger, and they're charging faster at thirty watts now, and it's included in the box. So I, I don't know, man. I, what else could they do? I mean, literally. Uh, and I'm sure the combos are going to be, you know, when they do the pre-orders, that, that they're going to have some really cool, like, pair of headphones paired up with each one of them. So I am, I can't wait. I guess, I guess the only fear. And this has always been the case with Sony is that um, while they are appealing to as many enthusiasts as possible, that doesn't take into account the mass market casual user. So, yeah. like, it, they it's, may not. It's a, yeah, yeah, no, no. It, it, it's it's a tougher it's a tougher sell. Yeah, you'd have to be a big fan of Sony's, and I feel like Sony is pretty much just doubling down on that. They, they felt like <laughs> For Look, sure. we have we, and. But then, you know, they're just, if you notice year over year, they keep adding, they keep giving us more things. Um, and that's the type of relationship that you want with an OEM is where they listen to their users. They give you wireless charging when you ask for it. They give you reverse wireless charging. Uh, you know, the HS power control. Those are the things that you want, but longer battery life management and so on. Uh, yeah. So you have to truly just do your homework kind of a little bit and then truly see what are the things that you value the most. And if they do feed into that, Sony will definitely be the right thing for you. Well, final detail then, before we call it on this episode, um, pricing and availability. Yeah. Doesn't Sony always do this? Like, okay, first of all, the pricing is going to be high because Xperia devices are usually rather high. Um, yeah. But then they do Unless the same thing. Was like, like, they don't announce it, yeah. Yeah. They, okay, first of all, we don't know what the price is, but it's going to be at least a thousand and plus. But the... Um, 
<laughs> the availability. I love that they do this. Like they announce it and then it's like it'll come in six months. Like <laughs> it's always. <laughs> it it it's absolutely it's Sony summer yeah. summer some and and not only that there was also I think I saw somewhere a leak or some kind of rumor saying that they showed the pre-orders listing price in Russia at thirteen hundred, oh which is goodness. about a hundred dollars more than what we had last year with the Xperia One Mark II. Realistically, for five G, for the new tech, the display, all of that, I it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it, it it's going to be part of the conversation of, of the you know is it um, is it really a fourteen a thirteen hundred dollar phone or do you justify are these things necessary or should you pick up the One Mark II from last year and still kind of get like that ninety percent ninety five percent proof of what you're getting now? Yeah, I love the five. The five mark yeah. third mark two rather is my still one of my favorite phones of twenty twenty. I gotta say, um, yeah, no one mark two is definitely my my biggest guy there. I just like I said, the one twenty on it, one hundred twenty frames per second would would have been beautiful, and, and it's coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, we've uh, gone ahead and got through a lot of our stuff for this episode, a lot of Xperia talk, and of course, when it comes to Sony yeah. stuff, I gotta have TK on um, so you, that sir. we can talk through it. Uh, but yeah, I think that should pretty much do it. Uh, TK, if you have anything that you want to plug at the end of this episode, go for it. Uh, you know, just check out the last video I posted. I went to the San Diego Zoo with the fam, uh, checking out the Find X3 Pro. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it's on the main channel, TK Bay. It's too bad we couldn't link up because like you were in San Diego a couple days before me and like, (laughs) I, I, we went to San Diego twice last week. That's how, that's how much we were. We went there to San Diego for the zoo. And then we went another time for, uh, the uh, Carlsbad. uh, Oh, that's uh, awesome. So yeah, I I have a new car. So (laughs) yeah, I'm driving everywhere. I don't care. I will. I'm just, I'll drive. I did feel I mean, great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you you're talking about the Tesla, but I have a, I have a Corolla. Um, oh no no, I, I loved the the assisted cruise control on my Corolla for the drive down and back up, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna make this trip all the time now. <laughs> it, it ability of using so we don't have full self driving yet on the Tesla, but the, the ability of using autopilot on it, which mm-hmm. is absolutely crazy. It it literally drove without being in traffic. It drove most of my drive down. Like as we were passing Disneyland, all I was doing basically just making sure that I, I keep my hand on the steering wheel, but it did the driving. It, it wasn't as stressful and it was enjoyable. So yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, San Diego is always nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go to Vegas pretty soon myself to, to do hey. stuff. Uh, but yeah, anyway, before we get off those tangents, TK, thank you again. Um, and thank also, uh, b- before I forget, Ramadan Mubarak. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. I never know yes. if I'm pronouncing it properly, but I want to try it. Is. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into the outro starting now. Follow all of the links for TK and myself using the links that are found in the show notes. From there, you can find Pocket Now on PocketNow.com, where you can find all of the latest headlines, and then find Pocket Now on social media with the handle at Pocket Now. From there, you can head over to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Pocket Now for uh, video content that's coming out pretty much every single day. With all of that said, though, we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode, this edition of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for kicking it with us, and we will see you in our next episode.